Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. Having a bet on the footy this week? Top this. Top Sport have hundreds of markets to choose from across the AFL, NRL and rugby. So whether you're into the big goals or the big hits, there's something for everyone. And Top Sport will bet you on for plenty. Top that. Download the app today and bet on your game your way. If you want to get the top odds every time, bet with Top Sport. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. Legends, I hope your week has been as good as mine. Mrs. is away for five days. Peace and quiet, open a can, light a hottie and relaxing. I've also been treating my body like a Christmas toy. Just got to remember to clear the browser history before she gets home. It has been the perfect week. As I welcome you to the Rugby League Superpilot, I hope you've had the perfect week too. Even the belting the ears off it part. You've been warned. Joining us on the Rugby League Superpod is a fella who will remember the 2022 Rugby League World Cup until the day he leaves us. Dom Young, pretty special couple of months for you, my man. Yeah, mate, it was um, being back home in front of you know all my friends, friends and family. Uh, yeah, I loved it, mate. Uh, it's a really good experience for me, and you know I took a lot from it. So yeah. we always talk about how special it is for the player. How special was it, as you said, for the family? Yeah, it was really special. Um, Obviously, me being in Australia, having all my family back in England, it was actually the chance for them to all come to the game. And I think, yeah, just the fact that I was representing my country and I'm obviously a proud Englishman. And yeah, my family were really proud and I could see them in the in the crowd, you know, all of them getting around. And yeah, it was definitely a really time, a proud time for the family, you know, especially with my brother as well. He was obviously playing for Jamaica there. So yeah, I think my family was just buzzing, you know, for them a couple of months on, when we were in the World Cup. So yeah. What stands out from the tournament, mate? Is there a game... Is there a moment that stands out above the rest? Um, it would probably have to be that opening game, to be honest, against Samoa. Um, obviously, it was quite highly anticipated. We didn't really know how it was going to go. They had a great team on paper. And then, you know, we walked out and the crowd was just packed out, electric. Um, and then, yeah, just to start the game how we did. And obviously, that probably that um, first try in the game, that long-range one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably what stands out to me. Just getting hearing that crowd get me home in the end there. It was pretty special. In the squad, who were the guys that looked after you, that made sure you felt welcome, felt part yeah. of it, felt settled? Who, who were the ones that were really good to you being a young bloke? Yeah. Well, to be fair, that's what I was probably a bit nervous about, not really knowing anyone going into, into the World Cup, but everyone was, was really welcoming. Everyone was really good, I think. Awesome. Um, Ryan Hall was probably pretty good with me. Um, you know, obviously what he's done on the wing for England is pretty incredible. So I was just kind of trying to take up um, everything I could from him. But yeah, he was definitely helping me out and giving me, you know, a little piece of advice, which I, um, you know, I took into the game. So yeah, I, I appreciate that from him. Thanks for dropping in, Big Nuts. We'll chat again soon. Aussie footy shorts, footy shorts with pockets. Hear that? Footy shorts with 
pockets. Get into them, legends. They're the grouse. Footy-shorts.com.au Ah, yes, the Aussie footy shorts, the footy shorts with pockets. If you're following us on social media this week, you would have seen we're running a contest and the winner gets a pair of Aussie footy shorts. It's a pretty simple question too. We are after the best rugby league centres with mullets. So go back in history. Centre mullet. Go. What is it about Tamora and rugby league players? A country town with less than 5,000 people, yet a heap of first graders, past and present, that include the Stimson brothers, Mark and Peter, Toddy Payton, Steve Reardon, Trent Barrett, Ryan Hinchcliffe, modern-day players Joe Stimson and our guest Zach Lomax. That is a fair list, mate, for such a small joint. Yeah, absolutely. And also Liam Martin too. Liam Martin. Yeah. Wow. So, mate, it's um, I think I think back in Samoa, it's it's um, it's the best town ever, and I've been super lucky to to have the childhood that I have, and all my best friends that I grew up with back in Samoa, I still keep in touch with mm. to this day, and, and I live with one of them at the moment. So he he lives with me down in Wollongong, and mate, I think back in Samoa, everyone just everyone knows everyone, yeah, everyone's friends with everyone, and. Everyone just gets on whatever sport it is and no one's inside back home. That Everyone's out, everyone's playing sport, whatever it is, whether it was AFL, rugby union, soccer, rugby league, um, everyone, everyone would swim, everyone would play basketball. It just whatever was on in, in Tamora, whatever sort of yeah. time of the year it was, everyone and anyone would, would be playing that sport and that's always what it was. It was always... After every every day at school, it would be right. We're going down. We're going to the cricket nets. Right. Yep. The next day, we're going. We're going down. We're going to play footy. We're going to play touch footy. We're going to play golf. We're going to play cricket again. It's. It was just all. No. No one was ever inside, and and that's what. And still to this day, mate. When I go back, we we go down and we and we play cricket, and we go out to golf, and we go we play golf two times a day. Like we're still just always outdoors every time we're at home, and I think everyone just. Everyone just loves their sport back home. Everyone and it's every family and they all just buy into it. And to see the support from everyone back home in Tamora, it's there's no other community that you'd rather be a part of. Like everyone everyone gets behind everyone and everyone's success is, is shared amongst the whole community and it's so good to be a part of and um you know, there's such a such a beautiful community and, and town and We've been super lucky, mate, for sure. I love that. So from tomorrow, your first taste of a bigger setup was Steelers SG ball team. I'm going to say 2016. So you're still a teenager. Do you know who spotted you and invited you to Willowarra? Yep, absolutely. I still keep in touch with him to this day. He's um, a boy that goes by the name of Brian Keegan, his name is. And um, so he's he's the still the recruitment officer there at the Dragons. And he does look sort of after all the country boys. Yep. And um, actually, the how I got picked up was I was 13. So my brother is a year older than me, Hayden. And he's still with us at the moment with the with the Dragons. Yep. He um, So they picked up him the year before. So they had signed him the year before, and I was just his brother. I was just his tag along brother. So they they watched me, and yeah, they they obviously 
half like the way that I played and Jeez. they saw, they signed me too the next year and uh, mate two years later mum and dad and our, our little brother Declan moved us down to Wollongong and so I was 15 going into year 10 Hayden was 16 and so mum and my little brother moved down for yeah. the first two years with Hayden and I and dad stayed home for two years dad would come up most weekends as much as he could and yeah, so mate, if if it wasn't for mum and dad coming down, um, mate, there's no way. We'll, we'll, I was 15, Hayden was 16, and there's there's no way in the world that that I'd be sitting where I, where I was. If it wasn't for mum and dad, and um, yeah, it was a, it was a massive or huge move for the family. And mum and dad was sort of almost split up to an extent. Well, they obviously weren't, but they were they weren't seeing each other. Um, so dad would come down and dad, would, dad couldn't leave because he was obviously what was providing for us. He, yeah. he had to work and stay home. And so, mate, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's been a hell of a ride. And I think it's our, it's our seventh year now in Wollongong. So it's, um, it all sort of happened pretty quick. And, but Brian Keegan, he, he's, um, one of the greatest blokes in, in rugby league. That's a feel good story in itself and a wonderful insight legend. Chat again soon. Yeah, a bit of Zach Lomax there. This is the Rugby League Superpod, and each and every week we speak to Clarkie from Clarkie's RL column, the absolute undefeated, undisputed kings of social media. Clarkie makes a call, and listen, look, sometimes we agree, sometimes we disagree, but we're not after our opinions, we're after your opinions. Clarkie, what is your call this week, legend? G'day, Andy and listeners. The round 12 call is Tom Trevojevic. Effort at fullback cannot be questioned, but the same attacking flair just isn't there. Manly should trial Turbo at centre and Ruben Garrick at fullback. At this point, they have nothing to lose. I know they've had a few losses to some really tough top four teams, Andy, but I just look at Tom's stats from last week. He had 19 touches, the most of any Manly player for close to 200 metres, also the most amount of metres. And his only attacking stat in all of that was one offload, and that's just not Tom Travojevic. So I think maybe Manny should try something a little bit different, and we know he's proven in the centres also. What are our crazy followers saying? Yeah, there's plenty uh, to go with this one. First one here is from uh, AJ Tuofiso, and he says, move him to centre so he can get less touches. And it's a fair point, but I think at this stage, maybe um, less touches, the touches that he does have could be a little bit more impactful on the game of footy. Yeah, we've got to look at uh, that age-old debate. Are you after quality or are you after quantity? Craig Hansen on Facebook says they should put him in New South Wales Cup, has zero confidence, ATM. Um, Just no, just no, because it is Tom Travojevic. I get what you're saying about zero confidence, and it appears that that there is a lack of confidence, but uh, Tom Travojevic doesn't gain confidence, in my opinion anyway, by uh, spending some time in New South Wales Cup. Yeah, I can kind of understand that one, but I agree with you from the same perspective. Uh, his numbers are still pretty good. Like if you were getting his numbers out of a, a, a normal fullback, you'd be pretty pleased. It's just because we we cast our minds back to 2021 and we know what he's capable of. Yeah. Um, this one here comes from Paul Tuangafasi on Instagram as well, and he says, I was thinking the same the other day. Garrick is an Edwards slash CNK type of player, mm-hmm. energy, effort, player. I believe Manly will benefit from um, having him at the back and Turbo will prolong his career at centre. 
And I really like that one. I think as much as this is turbo moving into the centers, it's we know Ruben Garrett can play fullback as well. We know last year he averaged almost 200 meters there. And so it, it's a win in both situations in my mind. I'm going to throw this one at you from Facebook from James Coots. Turbo looks like he is injured and playing well within himself to maintain his body from further injury. Wonder if he has been given an ultimatum on games played this season. A little bit of a conspiracy theorist there, so we've got the tin foil hats out, but uh, he certainly does look within himself. Yeah, that's. I mean, there can't be doubt at this stage. Uh, last one for me, and I really like this one as well. I mean, this one's N-O-I-K-E-R, Sanft on Instagram, and he said, Tolatau Cola should switch with Turbo. Cola with a lot of space to work would be dangerous. We haven't been able to see too much of him at fullback, uh, but we saw throughout his uh, schoolboys rugby career, dangerous in space. I believe we've seen him play Tonga uh, for Tonga internationally at fullback, so that could be another great option there of man you're looking for maybe more X factor at the back as opposed to energy and effort that Ruben Garrick brings. Yeah, don't mind that. Kim Hunter on Facebook we will finish with this one. He says, treat him like a thoroughbred that he is and spell him. He's running around at 75%. His body needs a rest. Poor old Tommy Travojevic. He's had a, a shocking run of injuries, and I think the fact that the expectation is so high from all of us because we have seen what he can do and because he is so good, it's going to be something that he's going to have to deal with for the rest of his career, that high expectation. Once again, always a pleasure, Clarky. If you haven't, legends, make sure you check out Clarky's RL column all over Instagram, all over Facebook. It is previews, it is reviews, it is news, it is opinions, and there is a loose, loose lot following Clarkies. The debate is always great. Make sure you check them out. The Dream Team episodes are next level. You can listen to them anytime because they don't date, and I reckon you disagree with all of them. It's the ultimate argument starter. Who's in your dream team? You can pick any player from any era, any team, and then combine them. You're the coach. Here's a couple of positional choices from some of the game's best. Let's start with former Magpie, Dragon, Mariner, Ram and Cowboy, Noel Goldthorpe. Okay, who have we got in the halves, mate? Who's your six? The King. I love the King. Another story with the King, where well, I was supposed to play against the King in uh, back in 92. Yep. Um, down at the Gold Coast. He was named in their side. Yeah. And we're sitting out watching reserve grade. Just before half time of reserve grade, we're about to walk in the dressing room, get changed. Um, they put an announcement over the microphone that there's been a change to the Gold Coast team. The King was out. Oh, oh no. mate, I was gutted. I, I was bet. gutted, like, because I was looking forward to playing yeah. against the King. And they pulled out, so it was disappointing. The great man, Wally Lewis, at six. I think I know you're seven. You've already mentioned him. Is, yeah. it, is it Peter Sterling? 100%, yeah. Sterling. Not the fastest, not the strongest, not defensively the best, the ultimate controller, uh, the ultimate decision maker. He was just uh, yep. the brains of the Parramatta Eels, you know, yeah. like – he could run when he had the run. He'd kick the ball. He'd do what he had to do. Mm. He was tough, mate. Still, it was yeah. tough, man, too. Back in them days, like, he used to get beat around, but mm. he'd, he'd pop up and keep going. Immortal? Should be. Yeah. I believe, yeah. Yeah. 100%. What a terrific player. I, I did my dream team last year, and I've included Billy, Eric, Brett, 
yeah. Wally and Sturlo in mind. I I know there's uh, other immortals and other challenges for the, the seven, but I, Peter Sterling for me as well. We love our awesome sponsors, Oxworks. Check them out, oxworks.com.au. Up next, the Wiz, Gary Freeman. Speaking of tough, I've got an idea on your 13, but who have you selected? Oh, yeah, Mark Graham. Yeah. Without doubt. Without doubt. Just an absolute leader of men. I had the privilege of sitting down with Mark and doing a Legends series interview. I don't know how you can be such a decent human, such a sweetheart, but such a tough son of a bitch all all into one. Mate, he he typified what every Kiwi player wanted to be like when they saw him. When he ran out on the field, I I still remember the Carlaw Park playing against Australia, Kurt Sorensen and, and then Dane and then I think Mark come out after that and everyone just in the whole crowd just went, wow, yep. have a look at the size of him. Like he he was so developed, yep. it, like it, muscles everywhere and he was just one of those guys. Everyone just went, we've got something special here and that's mm. why he got named in the Legends team of the, yep. the top hundred uh, the top team in the hundred years yep. and you know and so he should have. The Gary Freeman Dream Team, Daryl Williams, Dean Bell, Gary Prom, Jared McCracken, Kevin Iro, Olsen Philippina, Stacey Jones, Kevin Tamady, Isaac Luke, and Jared Wurria Hargreaves are the front row. Kurt Sorensen, Quentin Pongia are the second rowers, and Mark Graham is the lock forward. You are not going to get a forward pack much tougher than that. Well, there's I, I did name a a seventeen because we have only our seventeen oh, okay. players. Well, so I actually, ch- I was going to chuck in Brendan Tudor because yeah. he's. Um, <laughs> I had my first sort of uh, get together, you might say, with Brendan. Was on the field in Greymouth, and uh, he'd been chasing me for the uh, around the field a couple of times. Yeah, um, and then our coach said that um, Bob Bailey said at halftime. He said, "Mate, if." if if anyone hits Gary, you've got a licence to hit him back. Yep. Um, I woke up on the ground. Um, I was actually playing the ball, so I don't know how I, I, he hit me from at, when I went to walk away. And then when I looked over, he was asleep beside me. So a guy called Paddy Tumavavi had put one yes. straight on t- the chief, Paddy Tumavavi, put one on his chin and he was beside me and I was laying there. The pair of you. Yeah, and then we both got sent to Sidman. <laughs> I just went to the ref and said, why am I going? You got sent to the I got sent to, and I played the ball. Jeez. And I just went, uh, anyway, so look, I think Toddy's in there without doubt for what he went through when he came over and played at Canberra and the Gold Coast. Yep. Hugh McGahn. Nelson Solomona. Yep. Um, and I'll put Toots in there because he'd last 10 minutes, I reckon, now. Toots. Uh, maybe yeah. five. Maybe five. <laughs> maybe five. He was the one that uh, took it upon himself for a couple of series there between Australia and New Zealand <laughs> just to annihilate as many green and gold jerseys as he could. Yes, yes. He went after the king, didn't he? Oh, I think he went after everyone. Yeah. Plenty of episodes of Dream Team with some of the biggest names in footy, some cracking lists and explanations as well. Check the back catalogue of episodes and rip in. 
You can listen to any of our podcast episodes or interviews at any time because none of them ever date. Here's a bit of our Legends interview with the great Laurie Daly. The debate, which side is the best side of all time, is a beauty. I always go back to the Parramatta side of the early 80s, but I've got them playing the Raiders side of the early 90s. Did you guys realise just how good a football side this was at the time, or don't you think like that? Um, no. I, I, I'll tell you what you do think, Andy. I, I remember sitting in a dressing shed um, before any big game and looking around going, you know what, if he plays well, if he plays well, if he plays well, I play well, he plays well, um, we're going to be hard to beat. Yep. And, and we should win. Yeah. I, I always had that. Um, in terms of whether we thought we were the greatest team, no. As in the greatest of all time, no. Never, never ever thought like that. But I just remember when you're playing in those good teams and the years we won the comps, not so much 89, but 90 and 94, yeah. you knew that if we play our best, we, we're going to win. There was no doubt in my mind that if we turned up and we put our best foot forward, we were going to win. And, and that's... Uh, that wasn't being arrogant. That was just looking around. We, we'd have, you know, we, we in 1990, we, we could have had, well, I don't know, f- five to seven players that were considered to be the best player in their position in the world, in, in the one side. That's a pretty handy start. And another guy that's joined us on the podcast previously, Tiger, Chris Lawrence. Amazingly, you would play again. Amazingly, you would play again that year. What do you recall of your comeback game? It was July 8th mindset as well as any physical concerns yeah mindset was fine because yeah again it the the hip actually didn't feel after probably the third or fourth week it it just felt like a big bruise just felt like i was corked um so it didn't it didn't feel that bad um and 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 obviously there was a lot of torn muscles and, and things around that so it was just a matter of just strengthening them again so once i was out running um, you know, it took a while uh, to get to the, the power back and stepping off that foot. But mm. in terms of, yeah, like I didn't, because it wasn't like a contact sort of injury or thing. And it was, yeah, a, yeah I, it wasn't really something that, um, again, at the time, you know, gave me any, any worries or anything like that. Did you have any restrictions or limitations physically post the dislocated hip or were you able to replicate, I guess, levels you were at prior to the injury? Oh, it it definitely it um, stopped a lot of the range in my hip. Yep. So, um, in terms of probably, um, probably not takeoff speed, but probably um, like max acceleration, being able to open up, you know, yep. the term open up and and whatnot, it was reduced because I was restricted in that, and yep. it was probably other injuries probably over the next sort of few years that took away that takeoff speed. Yep. Um, but yeah, it. And again, it was just getting back in into it, and um, the agility side of things was probably more a confidence thing. To yep. once I knew I could, you know, really step off it either side. You know, things um, came back fine. Um, it probably difference too because I was again re- up, then probably uh, bulked up a lot more. Yep. Um, put on, you know, so naturally I was going to do that anyway. Like my my dad playing reserve go went from a fullback to a front row throughout his career and he's, he's a big unit so i knew physically i was always gonna back row was for you yeah well yeah, yeah tim sheen's i think second or third year said 
told me he goes you're gonna end up either a five out or a lock i'm just not sure yeah. he goes you won't you won't stay in the the outside backs for too long so he sort of picked it early on so i knew uh, i would and that sort of you know period when i was in rehab you know and the first push of the first month where i couldn't do any lower body it was just all upper body and i really put on good size and and strengthened my body up so you know putting on a bit of weight um, a bit of muscle and then obviously having that lack of um, speed probably took that um you know bit of um, speed away yeah. from me any episode, any time, download the lot of them legends. We've got you covered. Here's a short and cracking interview with Bulldog Corey Waddell. You've fired up the barbie. You've stacked the esky. Who do you invite and why? This is dinner date. Table for eight. Eight seats. It's a pretty big dinner party and I'm... Um... Um, it's a hard one, you know, to pick the eight, eight people. I've got some sports stars I think that I'd pick. Yeah. I think I'd go... Mike Tyson, um, just for the stories. Dennis Rodman, Michael Jordan, um, Tiger Woods. I think that them four sportsmen, you know, I've sort of always fancied them and, yeah. you know, they have some great stories, especially Dennis Rodman, you know. He knows how to party pretty hard. Bingo. And then I'd also chuck in Dan Bilzerian <laughs> just because I follow him on, on Instagram. He seems like a madman. Yeah. Um, and then – um, some artists, I'd go Drake, Shakira, and Fifty Cent, <laughs> just because they're awesome. I think that dinner party would be pretty hectic. It would be very hectic, and it is massively over <laughs> the salary cap, isn't it? Isn't there some bucks there? <laughs> oh, if I had to choose, that's who I'd be. That's who would be there. What do you like on the barbecue, mate? Oh, don't go too bad. I've actually um just moved to Maroubra, and we got a barbecue up on the rooftop. So me and my roommate have been. Cooking some snags up up there, which is pretty good. Is that your go-to? You're a steak and sausage type of guy, or do you get all gourmet on us? Nah, mate, just the steak and sausages, I think. I need some more dinner ideas if you got any. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I really know how to cook on the barbie. Big shout-out to our sponsors, Delton Financial. Check them out, deltonfinancialgroup.com. All of our modern-day superstars as young blokes looked up to other guys as their superstars. Griffin Neem has joined us. Who did you looked up to as a little fella, mate, and why? Um, Got to be Sonny Bill Williams. He's my number one. Um, yeah, uh, he's a freak. Um, and being a young Kiwi boy, um, every Kiwi middle wants to be just like him. Um, yeah. He's he's always been my favourite, um, and I'd have to put Ruben Wickey in there as well. The way he played, and, yeah. Um, those two would be my top two for my idols growing up. Yeah, those two were just unreal, mate. And also yeah. two really good men, two good ambassadors, two good people in the community, just two good blokes. Like they get what being a professional sportsman's all about. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, they're not really good players, but you know the the definition of professional athletes. Um, you just look at them and you know straight away that they look after themselves pretty well. So yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to be like that one day. Um, that's a big goal of mine. Keep going on the curve you're going on, mate, and you will get there. Thanks for dropping in, legend. Chat soon. Cheers. Thanks, mate. 
Want the ultimate unfiltered message for your mates? I'll say anything you want. Ripping heads off and shitting down necks all day long. Find me on Swish at swish.com. Let's go back to the 2016 Junior Kangaroos. Good lineup. Amazingly, all 17 of them have gone on to play NRL footy. It was Corey Allen, Tyrone Roberts Davis, Anari Tuala, Jesse Ramian, Curtis Scott, uh, Jay Field, Brody Croft, Stefano Haller, Reese Robson, Blake Laurie, Jaden Sewer, Sam Stone, Cameron Murray, Victor Radley, Jack Murchie. Ray Stone, uh, no relation to Sam, and Emray Gula. Justin Holbrook was the coach. From that side, prop Blake Laurie joins us. What do you remember of the game against New Zealand, buddy? I remember remember the Hucker. That's yeah. for sure. Obviously, everyone remembers the Hucker and the National Anthem. I remember the Hucker. We just got goosebumps. And then when we're facing the, facing the stands and you're singing the National Anthem, and I thought that was pretty special as well. Um, obviously, representing your current, uh, country. You got a bit emotional. And all that stuff. Um, some quality players, as you just mentioned, in that in that side. Um, but yeah, that's I remember the, the goosebumps and the the emotion that 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 I had that day was pretty special. Emotional for you, mate. I would reckon just as emotional for family and loved ones um, watching you experience that. Yeah, definitely. I remember Nam was in the crowd. She was all rugged oh. up down in Canberra. Um, yeah, that was very emotional. Seeing after the game, she was she was said she had a bit of tear in her eye and all that stuff. But yeah, that's for, I remember that it was very emotional for for Nan in the crowd there. That is brilliant. Um, who were the standouts from that footy side at the time? Guys that you, I guess, knew were just going to be superstars. I love playing with Ray Stone just because he's got that mongrel in him. Yes, he's a, he's a, he's a tough bugger. I played a bit of for New South Wales, like under sixteens Origin, and that with him as well. Um, Cam Murray was our skipper actually and obviously he's gone on to lead South as a skipper mm. this year um, Victor Radley is a, a, always a, a class yeah. um, Jaden Sewer as well Jaden Sewer obviously playing for Dragons now as well he was yeah. a he was um, he, he was always always had rivalries against Jaden like in under 16s and 18s he obviously played for Queensland I played for mm. New South Wales and I, I try to remember I actually told him when he first came do you remember I tried to build him one time and um down the MCG, I think it was under 18s, I yeah. think it was. I, think, I can't really remember. I can't second best. I remember sitting on the ground. I was like, whoa, what was that? Like <laughs> something hit, something that actually hurt me. I was like, I was like, shook it off. And then, but yeah, I, I told him that and he actually laughed at me the other day when we were talking about it. Um, but no, boys, he's, I'm glad he's on the, on the dragon. He's got a red B jersey on now, that's for sure. It's amazing that dynamic, whether it's junior footy or senior footy, that guys that have played New South Wales versus Queensland or Australia against New Zealand, you've played against each other for so many years. You end up as teammates and close mates um, as your career and as your lives go on. Yeah, definitely. I think it's just the respect you you have yeah. if you get the chance to each other, if you get a chance to put on the same jersey. Because obviously you have, you have um, battles against each other and mm. you respect one another through the battles, obviously. And then once you get to put the, the jersey on with each other, the same jersey and run out next to each other, you obviously know that you got each other's back and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it is. It is. He's actually one of my close mates at um, the Dragons as well. So he's, he's a bit of a funny character guy. But he, um, he ne- never never shouts a coffee. He owes everyone about three or four coffees. That's for sure. He's that bloke, is he? 
Yep, he's that bloke. Don't worry. He's, oh. on, he's, on, he's on plenty and just never shouts. Love wine in the clock, Blake. Blake Laurie, thanks for dropping in, mate. Thanks, Andy. Having a bet on sport this week? Top this. Top Sports Same Game Multi gives you the most competitive multiple for every leg. And with hundreds of markets to choose from across sports and racing, you're sure to find a combination unlike any other. And they'll let you on for plenty. So if you want to get the top odds every time, download the app today and bet your way. Top that. Visit topsport.com.au. Top Sport. Feel the excitement. Gamble responsibly. Each and every week on the Rugby League Superpod, the CEO of Top Sport, Tristan Merlihan, joins us. And, mate, uh, message is reasonably clear. If you're a Roosters fan or Roosters believer, I would reckon the time is now. $6 just to make the grand final, $10 for an outright win. Big numbers for the Tricolours. It is. Uh, massive numbers for the Tricolours. And and that's the thing. The whole purpose of betting on rugby league at the moment is is understanding how tight this competition is and how two or three wins in a row can really change the shape of the season. Just last weekend, we had a, had a new premiership favourite in the Bunnies and now Penrith on the back of one strong win are back into favourites. The Roosters, they were the favourites at the start of the comp. They're, um, they, they were the best back side quite significantly and now they're out to $10, as you say. And you look at how tight this lead at the ladder is. They're, they're 10th, so they're outside the eight, but they're only two wins away from sitting top of the table. So... They can string a couple of wins together. Um, they, they got an opportunity here against the Dragons. So certainly if you're a Roosters fan, $10 seems like a good price. Looking into our rugby league crystal ball, and as Tristan just said, it's all about the timing, but the top four market, teams to make the top four, it seems we've got two, maybe three locks, South Sydney, the Panthers and the Broncos. But then if you're a fan of the Storm, the Sharks, the Roosters, at a stretch, the Raiders, if you're a fan of one of those three or four sides, there is, Tristan, seriously good value to make the top four there. There's enormous value. As you say, there's three teams pretty firm, the Bunnies, the Panthers and the Bronx, and then you've got the Storm at $1.90, the Sharks 210 the Roosters 380 then the Raiders 450 What I would be doing, though, and, um, and the Warriors are one win outside the eight. They're sitting there at $7.00. They've got a very, very good run over the next month. They've got two buys and then three games where they'll be close to favourites in all three. Uh, they don't get impacted by origin, where a lot of these teams up the top of the ladder are going to be impacted by origin. I'm not saying they're going to be able to fight on for the duration of the season and be able to win, but we also have the miss the top eight market as well. So if you take something at the Warriors, if they get on a good winning streak over this next month or so, then you can crush your way out of it and back them to miss the eight once the price is firmed up. So that would be the play that I'd have uh, for the top four right at the moment. And the, to make the top eight at the moment, as you just said, the Warriors are a dollar eighty-five to make the top eight. To miss the top eight, a dollar ninety-two. So look into your crystal balls, legends, and uh, see what you can come up with. Looking at uh, the round ahead, another terrific round of footy, another terrific round of uh, of betting, a potential. Uh, collects some amazing value. I know there's no Adam Reynolds with the Brisbane Broncos, and there's a question mark there. But at $3.15 off the bat, uh, eight and a half start, this is a top-of-the-table clash, mate. They're, they're great numbers. They're, they're fantastic numbers. I think Brisbane's performance last week, despite going down, was one of their best performances of the year. They they lost Adam Reynolds early in the in the match. They had two players sent to the sin bin. There was obviously a few controversial decisions that may, maybe probably went in their favour, but I, I thought they... 
they took on a rampant Melbourne side at home and they performed very, very well under the circumstances. They go back home now. They've had the whole week to train without Adam Reynolds. Penrith, yes, they bounced back and had a good win last weekend, but they've been a bit iffy as well. So eight and a half at home, $3.15. We know the Bronx are going to put in a big effort and there's a few of those players that really want to put put themselves in the selection panel for Origin as well with one week to go. So I think this is going to be a massive effort for the Broncos. 24 hours later at Suncorp Stadium, the Dolphins take on the Storm. If you like a little bit of value, I think $1.45 the Storm is... um, is a little gift. That's just me, but the Dolphins continue to upset us. The Dolphins are my second favourite team by a long way. The amount of upsets they've caused this season <laughs> has been phenomenal. On paper, the Storm should be should be blowing the Dolphins away, but this is the new rivalry game as well with the Bromwich boys obviously yeah. back to take on the Storm. So 275 the Dolphins, $1.45 on the Storm. Unfortunately, games aren't always won on paper, so we'll see how the Dolphins come out after that week off with the bye as well. I'm sure Wayne will have them really... Prime for a big effort. Six and a half is the line. It's going to be an absolute cracker there on Saturday night. I love that line. Dolphins are my second favourite team. What about the upsets? That is terrific. Each and every week, uh, Tristan, on behalf of Top Sport, uh, donate a $100 free bet uh, for charity, and our charity of choice is the Ricky Stewart Foundation. We're looking at Cronulla at the line, a line of eight and a half points to defeat the Newcastle Knights. They're playing that in Coffs Harbour. And then we're looking at the Titans Bulldogs on Sunday. And I really like the Titans at the line, which is minus one and a half, under 46 and a half total points, mate. So what do we got there? I think that's a really good bet because the the Titans, they've been so hot and cold all year, but whenever their defence has been on, they've got the chocolates. And and, and I think the, the way you've added a bit of value to that option because the Sharks minus eight and a half into that Titans minus one and a half, under 46 and a half double, elevates that multi to $6.92. So I think it's very much a toss of the coin game. I'm very hopeful the Titans can get the result, but I think if the game goes unders and they defend well, then they're going to be very, very hard to beat. Okay, six ninety two. there is our possible collect. We have told you before... But check out topsport.com.au, even better. Download the app. Uh, it's uh, it's a terrific app. It's easy to navigate, and, and not all of them are, but easy to navigate, easy to understand. Topsport.com.au, they are the best in the business. They're wonderful supporters of Unfiltered. This is the part of the podcast where we've put you in charge. You're asking the questions. Our superstars are giving their answers. Look out. Let's start with the Black Flash, Larry Korowa. First bit of controversy for the interview because I've got a bozo that's called himself the new Flash. There's someone challenging for the title. He says, Larry, who is your favourite centre to pair with? Um, Well, it had to be the... Mick and uh, Sludge. Yeah. But in the club, it was um, Dennis Bendel. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Dennis got injured. Mm. And uh, Wayne Wiggum, they were great centres. And when Den- uh, Dennis got uh, hurt, um, Olsen. Olsen then came in. Came in, yeah. And the Roosters, Nathan Brown. Last one from Jim at Wentworthville. When it's wrestling training time at the Eels... Who's the last bloke you want to be wrestling against? So I guess he's asking who the best wrestler is. The best wrestler? Um, I reckon uh, probably um, RCG, Big Reggie. Yeah. 
He um, he always just goes way too hard. Does he? Point yeah, to yeah, point to prove. Some, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just uh, you know you just you know your body's a bit sore and you just you know you want you want to just take it easier and just or you, it's a technique session. He always just ramps it up a bit, which is yeah, get a bit of annoying. And then once someone does that, everyone just that follows, and then yeah, yep. it just becomes. Just becomes a big rest, uh, wrestle bash session, to be honest. Mate, you <laughs> mentioned RCG and the word body in the same sentence. Reed Marnie's been a guest on the podcast, and he said RCG's got the worst rig ever, dog's body. True or false? True. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Time for a chat with this great man, former Premiership winner and Origin player, Jamie Sowen. What is your official title at the Dragons for 2023? Because you're working with both the men and the women. Yeah, so I was originally hired last year as an NRLW head coach, and that's my main role this year in 2023 is NRLW head coach. Um, and then in part of that, uh, I guess, you know, working with Hook uh, on radio and, and at the Panthers was yeah, my passion to to be able to help young players and, and also halves. So I work with the men's in an assistant assistant role. Um, yeah, I'm refing one day, I'm carrying the drinks, I'm helping the kickers, I'm helping Zach Lomax with his goal kicking. So, you know, I do a little bit of a, more of the attack side of things with the NRL squad, but my main role is, uh, is NRLW head coach. Head coach, is that um, a genuine career option or... Are you still trying to find your way and your fit? Because I've been lucky enough to spend a whole lot of time with you over the last 15 years. You're an elite rugby league IQ guy, uh, but it's not for everyone. Not everyone wants to go down that path. It, are you still undecided or do you know where you want to go? Yeah, it's it's a great question. You know, we've known each other for a long time and I think you know, when I finished, I wanted to go and enjoy life yeah. and, and have those life experiences. And you know, it was important for me um, to have kids before I started coaching so that I knew what it was like if the girls didn't sleep and yep. how a player reacted and um, all that kind of stuff. So now that I've been in the women's space, I'm really loving, enjoying learning. It's like I've started my career over again, so I'm enjoying that part of it. What the future holds, I'm not really sure. Um, I do know that I love coaching um, at the Dragons in the women's space at the moment and, and seeing some of these young girls get their first taste of rugby league on the big level and it takes me back to when I started. So a head coach, I'm not sure, but um, I know that you know, I'm still very young and, and still experiencing a lot of that. And you know, from last year having two seasons and then now trying to create a roster and stuff, I'm, I'm learning a lot really, really quickly. So, um, yeah, I don't know what the future holds, but I'm loving what I'm doing now. Coaching, how similar, how different do they do it from club to club, mate? Um... In terms of all 17 clubs, are, are they running same shapes, structures, same messages? Because at times I wait for the next evolution of the game. And whilst there's been a changing of the rules and everyone's caught up with that, I haven't seen that next massive evolution of the game for a few seasons now. Yeah, you're probably right there, Andy. I think, yeah, when you look back at, at the Dragons in 2010 when we won, the style uh, was very dour in terms of our attack was get to a point for a play and I'd like to think that it's changed but it sort of hasn't mm. a little bit the game's certainly faster and and um, yeah there's definitely more skill but I don't know if the, the systems have changed too much so you're probably right there 
Uh, most clubs are running the same sort of shapes. I think it's, you know, it's become a bit of who can do it longer, you know, the, the, who can do it for best the longest yeah. is going to win and, and cycles and we talk about going set for set and all that kind of stuff. And, and I don't think that will ever change, but, you know, certainly that mental um, battle has become more increasingly, you know, valuable because if you lose a bad kick or a bad cycle at the moment, the game's gone, yeah. and I don't think that was like that. So I think that evolution's definitely changed it. But you know, when we were calling together, and you, you know, when I was playing, you could wrestle it back within a set. Yep. Now it might take you ten minutes. Sowie, you played to a structure to a degree, but you played eyes up footy, and you're allowed to. You're allowed to play what was in front of you. Cameron Munster does it very successfully at the moment, but I can't say that about all the playmakers in the game, it's been coached into them, playing to a, a certain structure. Is there still room in this wonderful game to play eyes up footy without being scared of the coach kicking your ass? Uh, yeah, I think, look, the, the eyes up footy has always been a, a weird one for me because I never, when I was playing my best, I wasn't really thinking. Yes. I was just playing. And I think when you, you can see when Cameron Munster's on, Everyone goes, oh, he's in the zone. He probably doesn't even know he's in the zone. He just yeah. goes out there and plays and, you know, um, what give, takes what the defence gives him. Um, I think I was probably a bit guilty of coaching it out of some of my girls in my first season okay. in my self-reflection of trying to stay into the plan a little bit rather than let them learn some mistakes. And, you know, that's one thing I'll be taking into this season is, you know, I've got to let them learn a little bit on the run and, yeah, maybe it, maybe that's a training, maybe that's a one-on-one, but you've got to be able to do that because there's room there for the game to be structured, to have a plan, but I think it's what you do with that plan is the next part because I look at a guy like Jerome Hughes and people would say, you know, we've watched Jerome Hughes blossom into one of the best halfbacks I think this NRL yeah, has ever seen in terms of transformations. We talk about Lockyer, we talk about those guys, Ben Hornby that went from one to seven. Now, he was a guy who went one to utility to seven. And with the structure that he plays with, you wouldn't think it's structure because he plays so openly and so um, yeah, majestically in the yeah. way that he runs and, and the way that he kicks. And I think for like three tackles, he's, he's directing the team. You know, for two tackles, he's supporting the ball. And then the last tackle, he puts that kick up. So in a sense, that eyes up footy hasn't gone anywhere. Mm. I think it's just been changed a little bit to be a bit more um, yeah, structured but also opportunistic and, and guys like Jerome Hughes and Cameron Munster, you know, certain Jerome Luai, you know, those guys certainly have got it. If you're enjoying Andy Raymond Unfiltered, we'd love for you to go to Apple, Spotify or wherever you're listening and subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star rating and review. And if being polite doesn't work, maybe bribery will. One lucky reviewer wins an unfiltered trucker's hat every week. This week's winner of the unfiltered cap is Aidan Templeman from the Northern Beaches in Sydney for a fucking cracking review on Apple Podcast. Thanks, legend, and your present is on its way, my man. And we're done on another episode of Andy Raymond Unfiltered, the only podcast that talks with the legends and not about them. If you're enjoying the content, tell your mates, tell your Uber driver, the bloke at work, even your in-laws, whoever. Spread the word, legends. Everyone's welcome here. Be staunch and help your old mate out. 
throw a five-star rating and review on the app you're listening on. I'm giving out free wristies for that one too. It's time for the weekend. Time to grab a pizza, open a couple of coldies, have a crack on the punt. And don't forget, as always, back pikey in the last. Thank you.